This is the Wags and Fresh podcast. We just want to start off by saying be yourself today because someone else is already taken. So it's time to hit play and get right into it. So we uh, have no preparation. I think you have a little bit of preparation in today's episode, but um, yeah, we weren't sure we were going to be able to put anything down today. So it'll be fun for me to truly purely react to where you're going and really be a member of the audience uh, just as much as anyone else listening right now. So I'm excited to see where this goes. Okay, so we'll start the game, but we just want to keep this short. There was some background we want to do. A lot of people, including ourselves, always want to know where we're going or try to figure out where the conversation's going. Or even ourselves, we direct the conversation in a certain direction based off of who we are. And hopefully with this game, we sort of want to stay in the moment and really engage the question because if we can really get an emotional response while having a fun conversation, it may open windows and doors that we may have closed just because um, they're what we usually think and how we usually feel and we may become a little numb in that area. So make sure you're present, um, get, enjoy the conversation, uh, let it get down deep inside and, and open up places and lead you to places that uh, maybe you haven't been to in a little while. It, it reminded me of something we did earlier this week, you know, about the whole risk taking and what do you get out of it. And we were using the the idea of if you take risks, you could potentially live longer if you take risks and uh, because you're living a happier life, less stressful life. And, and that goes for even these types of games. Not that I think you're going to live longer if you play these <laughs> conversation games. What I'm saying is that take risks, you know, um, push yourself uh, let go of certain things um, and because a lot of the times when you really analyze what it is that you're protecting, um, it is something that's probably a systemic problem throughout your life, touches all the different parts of your life in a way um, that you sometimes can't even recognize. But I think to your point, you just have to let go and, and you know, if you really want to get as much as you possibly can out of this type of experience, you have to let go and push yourself. And that includes us as well. This isn't just right. for the people listening. We we have our own corners of our own uh, uh, houses and doors that we have locked and you know yeah. or whatever way you want to paint the picture, we have our own version of that as well. So. All right, so here we go. You get an email and in the email it says, um, we're sending you smell buds, right? Mm-hmm. For smell. Right. And we're gonna send you taste buds. So they're going to replace what you have. What is the one smell that would have to be on your smell list? Okay. All right. So uh, as soon as you said you wrote, I was reading an email, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to take some time on this. Because <laughs> <laughs> I usually have to take, take a moment to read an email and think before I respond. Not this so, email. <laughs> yeah, not this one. This, is, this, is, this has to be right away. Um, you know, a smell, the one smell that I really... I mean, um, absolutely love, which I don't get enough of, is that sort of, um, what is it, honeysuckle smell? Mm. I love that honeysuckle smell. That'll stop you in your tracks, right? It really just absolutely, you know, which, again, you just don't have enough of that experience. And and many times now you almost have to get that manufactured honeysuckle smell, you know, at a fragrance shop or, you know, one of these types of places. So uh, I would definitely want that, even though there's not a lot of, like, because uh, you went into taste buds, there, you know, there's not a lot that you're going to gain from that because it's not like you're eating honeysuckle. So, uh, so I would think if if I was to take that into a food aspect, 
um, it probably would be um, it probably be something. Uh, I don't know. There's so many good little smells that get mm-hmm. into food, right? Do you have any smells that? trigger you to it have you ever smelled something and your mind just sort of shoots to something oh for sure but and i think i've by the way i think i nailed down what the smell is and this is it's not even a specifically it's food it's it's the it's it's the smell of the preparation of food so one of my favorite absolute favorite smells in the world is when you throw a little olive oil in a, in a pan you chop up some onions and garlic and you start to slowly saute those in preparation for maybe throwing meat in the in the pan or chicken or whatever you're going to throw in to cook with it but oh my goodness that the way that that it creates sort mm-hmm. of it's almost like that becomes take speaking of taking you somewhere it takes you to this is about to be a great night because I'm about to make a great meal that's mm-hmm. going to be a great experience at dinner. So it's a, it's almost it's all layered into this. Even though I do love genuinely that smell, it's connected to so many other good things that are you know sitting around the table with the family and all that stuff that ultimately is just the first step in the whole process. Yeah. What about you? Um, I like. I think like a like. Obviously, fresh and clean stuff. Like, I don't know if it's if outdoors or just like clean air. But when I was thinking in the food realm, I didn't really have anything uh, when we started this question. But um, I almost think like into the fruits, yeah. you know, like lemon or orange or just right. something like crisp in that area. I'm not a big cook. And I know that when I walk by or drive by places, you get a wafting of garlic not necessarily a, a smell that I would want all the time, sure. but it is a, um, a very powerful <laughs> scent that comes out of places. Food-wise, I really can't think of a food that gives off a scent. Well, we'll go back to your other thing, which is more related to sort of outdoors or, or freshness. You know, um, you know, I know that obviously we're, we're just on the cusp of we live in this area that right around this time of the year, you start to smell the ocean, mm-hmm. right? You don't yeah. smell it during the winter time. You don't really even smell it at the beginning of spring. It's just usually that one early, you know, summer, late spring day where you're like, oh, I can smell yeah. the water now. Yeah, I'm very neut- neutral in anything that's like a variation right. of that for sure. But de- But definitely, I mean, if I'm going to lean over and smell anything, it will be flowers and... Mm-hmm. And things of the outdoors, but I, I like the smell of the ocean so much that I even like the bad smell of the of the, of the right, bay. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> because that low tide smell just is the fact that you're still smelling it is yeah. just exciting enough to know all that comes with. Well, that. Here, here's the weirdest part: what do you smell harder for? Things that smell good or bad? Like when things smell bad, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like really honking it in, right. man. <laughs> I don't know what that is all about. It's like, are we thinking, can it be that bad? So right, right. I'm smelling it in keep deeper. Testing, keep yeah. testing that reality. Is that yeah. real? That's not real. Let me try it again. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so here's, here's the sort of twist to the question. We have things that we love and we enjoy and we want more of. But the interesting thing is um, love and enjoying and things that we want from them versus things we're willing to endure for them. Because so many things we say love, so many things we say passion, so many things we say we want, and and all those things basically come from what we get from those things. Mm -hmm. But real passion and real love and real endurance, part of that is what are we willing to endure for it? Sure, 
Sure. So, you know, if you were stuck with that smell forever, <laughs> you know, is that something that you could endure? Because I don't think there are many things that we would get a lot of that would be easy to endure unless we truly loved it and cared about it. I mean, I would actually then actually flip that to, to more of what you were referencing. I mean, uh, enduring, you know, the natural smells are something that, and maybe that's, you know, how we're wired as, as human beings to, to be more um, in tune with or, or uh, I guess, amenable to have those types of smells on a regular basis because we've been walking this earth for, for a little mm -hmm. bit. So we're more accustomed to that where these manufactured smells, these artificial smells uh, might be temporarily good, but not long term. So I would probably, I would probably go outside. You know whether that's mm -hmm. you know in 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 nature on a hike, you know uh, in the woods on the beach that kind of thing. Um, you know that would probably be the, the what I would be able to tolerate on a regular basis. And is there anything that you love or had passion for that you learned that maybe you didn't love as much as you thought or had a passion for once you found out what you would have to endure to have it? <clears throat> uh. Football, I guess, I mean, was one. Yeah. Did, but, I mean, did you ever have a, before high school, was it a real? It was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was, uh, you know, obviously at some point, I think that probably more in, in the, as I've gotten older, um, I, I definitely think, you know, pushing myself. I, I think that the little things about um Pushing yourself in nature, whether it was deciding to get in the ocean and do things that I'd never done before, uh, or going on longer hikes and being in situations or not necessarily dangerous, but situations that I'd never experienced before, uh, and and enjoying that so much so that I could see myself, you know, almost living that life on a regular mm -hmm. basis. The only real reason that I don't spend more time outside is simply because I work. You know, right. however many hours a week and that, that take away from that. I I would foresee for myself a uh, a very abrupt change in the way that my life would be once I don't have to work as much as I do. Uh, once that immediately changes, um, you know, then I could find myself outdoors all the time. Because I'm also very flexible when it comes to temperature. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I don't have a problem with being out in cold and so that doesn't bother me. So I could, I could do it a lot as it relates to that. So. And there are, I, I would call them rewards because they are a reward, but that happen with endurance. Like it's when you're exhausted, it's yeah. when yep. you, know, you, you haven't eaten in a while, it's when you're putting on your higher miles, it's when you, know, you reach thoughts and areas that you just can't reach without having to endure a little. Well, and I was fortunate enough to know, going back to your reference about football, I was fortunate enough to know, A, what to tap into or what it feels like to have passion towards something and also what you have to do, both what you're willing to do and then what you're not willing to do to be able to get to sort of the next level and so forth and so on. Um, because you learn a lot about yourself. I think that if there's one uh, thing that I wish I would have been able to figure out with my older two kids how to help them with, it would have been experiencing those things. The younger ones, 
because of marching band have had some of those experiences because they've had to endure weather and all these things while they perform and cold weather by the way um and that that ha- that creates mental toughness that you mm. don't realize even at the time is happening but it, it is something that you can tap into later that is in interesting life. i mean i know so many people who credit um their coaches their teams they're you know working together striving towards something and so many kids are getting the mental training the school and that and what's happening at home and they have friends but they don't have that third category that a lot of people attribute a lot of great things to well and when you think about it just a lot, the physical nature the, of things and i understand why they people would thank their the people that they go through that experience with for for creating that experience but ultimately you still endured it and you you can honestly own part of that as well and, and there's nothing wrong with giving credit where credit is due. I, I can probably remember two or three times just off the top of my head where I look to the guy next to me and I'm like, this is crazy what we're doing right now. What are we doing? And then they do it and then you do it again and you just mm-hmm. keep doing it. And you're like, wow, that's – and you walk away from that because in the middle of it, you're like, I don't think I can do more of this. I can't do one more lap or whatever mm-hmm. it is that you're doing. And you do it. And then you do another one. And, you, and, and so those are just crazy experiences that you ultimately have. And in many ways, that other person standing next to you is really helping you to, to yeah. get along because they're doing it too. And they're really looking for you uh, mm-hmm. to do the same thing. It was almost like, well, not almost, exactly like when we jumped in the ocean in, what, December. Right. And we were both kind of like, yeah, I could get out of the car right now and not go. Yeah, I mean, that's what that's what two people pushing each other can do. You both end up doing something that neither one of you wanted. Neither one of you was willing to do, but wanted to do. Individually, there was no chance either one of us right. would go by ourselves and jump in the ocean. That yeah. Day. So uh, go find a crazy friend. Have a good conversation. Uh, expand yourself. Anything you'd want to? No, it's, it's been a, um, you know, great time doing this and, and exploring these different types of topics. Uh I think that if there's um, any question that I have to sort of leave uh, maybe for you would be um, what do you want for the next, uh, you know, even just 48 hours? What do you want uh, out of that experience? And the reason I pose that to you because, A, you didn't know what I was going to ask you. Um, mm-hmm. And also, you know, anyone who might be listening, what do you want to accomplish in, in the next, not just the tasks, but what, what, do, you, what do you want when the weekend's over, say, you know, I, I did something that before I l- posed this question to myself, I didn't think I was going to do. Uh, I didn't have on my to-do list. I wasn't a part of my chores and errands and so forth and so on. But what could you do differently in the next 48 hours that right now was not on that list of things that you would like to do? One of the main things on the list, while I'm searching my brain for what's not on my list, um, was that I was able to hold my tongue and not be quick to anger or respond and to really not do anything else it was really just about that one thing because that one thing is so important to my relationships it's so important to me it's so important to live what i believe and being angry or responding quickly is is not part of that right so um i wanted to really clear the slate and only work on that what wouldn't be on the list would be, I got a pretty long list. 
I can tell you uh, while you're thinking about it, I know, and it wasn't something that I thought about until I I posted Good. the question yeah, yeah, to you. Good, yeah, yeah, keep it rolling. Yeah, um, is that uh, I got a call from my dad this week, um, and he, and I could tell that he had an agenda in the call because he was, as I tried to explore other topics, he didn't want to go there because um, he had a very quick agenda um, of what he wanted to discuss. Uh, and so I could tell that, okay, he's not in a place to have any other type of conversation. Um, at the same time, he had reached out to me about a month ago, and I wasn't in a place to really have a conversation with him. So it was sort of the last two conversations I had with him was he was contacting me, and I wasn't in a place. I, I only picked up the phone because he called me like four times, and I was like, well, you know, what's going on? And I really was not in a, in a place to be able to talk, but... You know, everything was fine, and, and uh, he had just, you know, I talked for 10 minutes, and then I had my own agenda, and then we left, and the similar but flipped around, even though he called me both times. This time he had an agenda, so we really haven't had a chance to, to talk about a few things, and some things have to be discussed. Um, some air, We have to air out a few different things, um, and we haven't really had that opportunity. So for me... Um, and just posing the question to you, that's something I didn't plan to do this weekend, but I'm going to do in the next two days. That's great. I think for me, it's going to be almost, I guess because the theme in my mind was around the list, what isn't on the list is not doing the list. Right. <laughs> so for me, is just yeah. detaching and realizing that life is not a bunch of boxes you check and then it turns out a certain way. Sure. So... Um, maybe to not do my list is right. Is, is, what, is what wasn't on <laughs> and, my list. And be okay with it. And be okay with it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, good. All right, guys. Time to hit play, and we'll catch up next time.